It ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. With a fresh look through experienced eyes at forgotten matches and unknown classics, this is the Piece of Business Podcast with Glenn and Jeremy. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to Piece of Business Podcast. This is episode 40. We have made it to the big 4-0. Glenn and I made it to the big 4-0 a long time ago, but now the show mm-hmm. has finally started to catch up with us. My name is Jeremy at EPL and NFL on your Twitter gimmick. Joining me, as always, from across the ocean and from the future, he is the barroom brawling, disco dancing, dynamite stretching, intercontinental playboy. Folks, he's more over than a bunch of drunk Englishmen singing It's Coming Home <laughs> at GA WrestleNut, Sir Glenn Abbott to you. How you doing, my friend? I'm very good. Excited how, uh, for tonight. H- how many uh, beverages deep are you already? Oh, just the one. It's only just gone <laughs> midday here, so it's only... only uh, I opened up this especially for recording. There's plenty of time to Keep continue... Continue enjoying and imbibing. Uh, yeah, right. so it's a, a pretty a pretty big day over in your territory today. Yeah. Huh? Before we get to that, yeah, it was just a thing. You know, we mentioned it yesterday when we were guesting on a work in progress. How is it we managed to get to forty episodes? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> they said it couldn't be done. <laughs> we've we've had everything thrown at us right from right from first starting here with me getting covid and end up in the hospital and then you, you having the hurricane sit on your house and <laughs> yes we've had you know in the 40 episode history of piece of business podcast we've had covid we've had well actually yeah we've had we've had you with covid we've had yeah. my my son had covid we've had two hurricanes we've had an ice storm. We've both had lots of severe, rainy, floody events. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and, and, and you had a, the, the other uh, uh, medical situation that wasn't COVID. Yeah. Uh, right. you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, but I don't know. Maybe that's just a sign of the times. Maybe that's just the reality <laughs> that we that we live in. The uh, Pollyanna yeah. days of our youth are over. That's right. We just have to man up and get on with it. That's all you can do, put on your big boy pants and keep moving forward. That is absolutely all you can do. The rest of the world uh, could take a lesson from late Charles. That's right. Hey, you know, that's all, you know, what else can you do? You have no other, you have no other uh, choice. You can't just, you can't just roll over and and die. You know, you gotta, you gotta keep pressing forward. Um, You know, but of of all of it, I, I know. You getting COVID was the thing that uh, worried me the most, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it should have worried me as well, but you know, I mean, with everything else that was going on, I wasn't that right. Yeah. Well, was, you know, uh, I can I can handle a month without uh, without uh, electricity and uh, and water and that sort of stuff. I'll find a way, but I mean, I, I can kick out of that. But yeah, I was worried about you and the COVID, but of course. <laughs> Because you are Armbar Abbott, you kicked out yeah, of that. Kicked out of that. Just like you kicked out of a many a uh, many a struggle in your life. <laughs> I didn't realize my computer wasn't plugged in. Don't want to run out of power halfway through. Yeah, 
Yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wouldn't so, be yeah. good, would it? Wouldn't be good. Be another, be good. Lost, another lost episode. And, and that's the other thing. We've only had one lost episode over these 40. So that's mm. that's not bad. That's not yeah. bad. No, that, no, that's not bad at all. And it was absolutely, you know, it was that, the best episode we ever did. That was the episode where <laughs> Triple H and Paul Heyman called in. That's um, right. But, you know, it was lost. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll get them back one day. And the, Yeah, and the folks will never know about it. What's a shame. Never know about it. It is a shame. So <laughs> so what's the what's the uh, what's the mood and the tone over in the UK today? Is it is it excitement? Is it nerves? Is it um, the 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 sense that it's going to end in failure? I mean, what, what's the mood over there? All of the above. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm experiencing all of them at the moment. Um, and media are all excited. Uh, there seems to be a lot of reserved. So, because we know in the past, as soon as you build yourself up for something, it ends in failure. So nobody's going over mad. There's not a lot of flags and things around at the moment. But I should imagine if they actually do win it tonight, there'll be hell on wheels all night. So do you think, you know, a lot of times in uh, in American cities, when a, a professional team, whether it's an NFL or NBA, win a championship, a lot of times the the home team fans absolutely lose their ever-loving mind and start mm-hmm. turning over cars and lighting fires and acting like fools. Is that uh, is that something you expect to happen? Should England win today? Yep, definitely. <laughs> that's, that, that's a foregone conclusion. What if they because, lose? Uh, uh, it's going to be interesting to find out because we've never got this far. <laughs> since 1966 so what uh, what would it what would it mean like you know what would, what would it mean to the to the people of the uk i mean is it is it the sort of thing that you know because because football is so entrenched in the culture and the lifestyle uh see i'm i'm a i'm a, I'm a soccer fan a european soccer fan obviously but it's it's not in our culture the way that like college football is, you know, Um, you know, so is it, uh, what would it mean to the people of the UK if they were actually able to win this thing today? All right. Be unbelievable. Um, Not so much for my generation because we've seen it all. We know all the abject failures down the years, but the kids, uh, that are becoming more conversant with it now, all they've known is the semi-final of a World Cup and then getting to the final of the Euros. So it's such a boost for grassroots football. That, uh, yeah, it can, it can only be a good thing. Yeah, and then that's the thing that our our, our men's team here has, has not yet captured yet is uh, that sort of upper tier success on a world stage to kind of uh kind of get the get the grassroots um soccer leagues here going you know our women's team obviously is has crushed it for a while now they're they're arguably the best women's team in the world um oh, year yeah. after year uh you know but it, it, i just think 
you know, part of the problem with the U.S. is that you know, at a certain point, our best young athletes, even if they've played soccer for years, get steered towards football or get steered towards basketball or baseball mm-hmm. or that. They get steered towards one of these other sports. And I think a lot has to do with the fact that you can make more money <laughs> professionally in those other sports in this country than you can um, in, in soccer. Uh, but I've always said that if we had our truly best, best athletes playing soccer, uh, we would be a world force for sure. Um, oh, but, you, know, I, you know, we just uh, we don't do that around here. It's just not as culturally it's, significant, as entrenched as it is over there. And it's showing it that... Um... Your team is basically most of the, the, the players are based in Europe now. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's showing the quality of football is is gone mm. up so much. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm not, real high on our guys. That's for sure. Mm. That's for sure. We'll see what they'll do with uh, with Haiti tonight. You know, not exactly a world footballing <laughs> power, the country of Haiti, but uh, it is a it is a gold a gold cup game. So they need to win it. So yeah. uh, we'll see what happens, but um, so what? What? What would it? What would it do for the Premier League if England wins the Euros today? Was there any any connection? Would, it, would there be an an influx? Uh, would be less or more uh, English players staying or going elsewhere? What would it mean for the Premier League? Because I mean, the Premier League is the soccer league that I love the most. Yeah, and I'm just curious what it would do for that. Um, it'll be a boost for the English players, but I don't think it'll actually do much on the whole for the league because it's such a multicultural and multinational. Sure, yeah, league, yeah. <laughs> the Premier League that there could be you even a lot of Americans playing it. Yeah, there's a there's going to be <laughs> a lot more disappointed people in those teams than will be elated. When they start up again, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, well, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. I I think I mean I've got a I've got a feeling that uh, I I think I know how it's going to finish. We'll see how it goes. I feel good for your chances as long as those English fans re- re- renounce their heel ways because these English fans they've been heels in this tournament, Glenn. You should oh, be embarrassed. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted with it. I can't see the point in booing national anthems. Mm. That is uh, that is low rent, low class. You should never boo and, someone uh, else's national anthem. And whoever that was with the laser pen on Cash the Schmeichel needs to have done to him what Jericho did to that fan that jumped the barrier at AEW <laughs> last week. <laughs> Why is it with these people? Yeah. Why do they do it? What, Attention! What, what goes what goes through their head? I am going to physically attack a trained fighter. Whether 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 even it, if it's Chris Jericho, even if it's Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho can can throw a a, a, a shoot punch as well as anybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he's Canadian and he used to play hockey. He can throw a punch. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and these, and these guys, they're trained to the same amount of, of physical fitness as a boxer, but they just mm-hmm. have more control on what they're throwing. 
If they throw a full, full shoot punch at you, you're going to feel it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess these, these people, I guess they are uh, so devoid of value and uh, and so and importance in their own life and self-respect that they <laughs> crave this attention. Um, that's, that's all it is. And I mean, I don't know if you saw that moron, if you saw anything he put on Twitter afterwards. Did you see any of that? No, I didn't. I, I tend to yeah. ignore these people. Yeah, no, on Twitter he was talking about how, you know, how he was doing it for, you know, real wrestling and, and how oh, AEW and all that is not real wrestling and I was doing it for the real wrestlers and no, you dummy, I, you don't do that. I don't I don't I care who you are, you don't jump the rail at a wrestling show. I did see that he caught it, he uh, he said he did it for Jim Cornette and uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's And, then, and all they say we write you're blocked. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah because i mean I'm, I'm sure jim Cornette would never under any circumstances condone somebody jumping the rail at a wrestling show it doesn't matter what kind of wrestling show it is or whose wrestling show it yeah. is he would never ever condone that well i think back in the day when he um in smoky when somebody did it he, he beat the crap out of him <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. Like you cross that, Yeah, you cross <laughs> your line. You cross <laughs> that line, and you are taking your own life into your hands. <laughs> and basically, if you if you want to do that, if you want to get jump the rail or whatever, and try and get involved in a fight, if a referee or a manager takes you out, think yourself lucky. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like in the WCW days when it was uh, that fan jumped the ring and, and who was it? The referee, um, mm. not Hildebrand. Um, oh, crap. Maybe it was Mark Curtis. I don't remember which referee Mark it was. But the fan, yeah, yeah, the fan hit the Curtis. ring and Mark, mm. Mark Curtis wore his ass out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're endangering them as well. Yeah. Again, it's that thing. It's, it's not only... Um, the threat of physical violence that they could be posing by jumping the the barrier, but wrestling is all about split second timing, and all it takes is one wrestler to be distracted slightly, throw the wrong kick or throw the wrong punch, and he's seriously hurting somebody. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. They, and they and these idiots seem to forget that. As I know, yeah, <laughs> yeah as you know, <laughs> one, one little one, one little step out of place, and you lose lose a tooth. There you go. <laughs> yep, yep. It is a contact sport. It is not it is. ballet, as as they say. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just can't imagine trying to. There is no amount of alcohol that could ever get me fired up enough to hit the ring at a wrestling match. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, they should have a sign. Like at my, at my son's jujitsu school, there's a sign on the door that's there to kind of discourage uh, criminals and, and bad behavior. And on the sign, mm -hmm. it's got a picture of a guy in a mask. And it says, there is nothing in here worth dying for. Because <laughs> at, any, at any given point in this jujitsu school, there's five or six adult instructors. Several of them are legitimate black belts. Yeah, and uh, you know, if anybody ever went in there and tried to cause trouble, they would get dealt with quickly and painfully. And it's the same thing with the wrestling ring. Yeah, you know, 
Uh, I just can't imagine trying to, to jump the ring, especially if you're uh, trying to carry out some goofy crusade against fake wrestling. You know, it's just, <laughs> it, was so, it was stupid. That guy's a moron. It certainly is. Anyway, that's enough of him. <laughs> yeah, that is enough of him. That is enough of him. So, I had our views know, on that. We got uh, we got the, the oh I was going to mention we got the uh, we got the Olympics coming up and you, have you seen that uh, they are uh, not allowing fans at the Olympics this year? I really, I really, really don't know why they're going ahead with it. It's <laughs> such a shame. It, yeah, that's that is exactly it, and it is such <laughs> a shame for the athletes and well. Everybody gets behind the, the Olympics. It's the one time every four years that basically the whole world comes together for a sporting occasion. And yeah. everybody's being deprived of that because they're being greedy. They could have left it till next year. Yeah. Just whatever. You know, it was a, like the best thing they ever did was putting the Euros through a year. Because right, and in the long, and in the like, it didn't hurt anything in the long no, run. No, no, because <laughs> this would never have been the tournament it's been this year if it had been behind closed doors. Right, exactly. You're exactly right. I tell you what, though, if I'm if I'm Vince McMahon, I'm calling up the uh, the the Olympics, the home office of the Olympics territory, and saying, you know, I got this Thunderdome. Yeah, <laughs> and that'd, be, that'd be something. That'd be better than a uh, than a. Uh, then empty empty arenas and all these Olympic events. I mean, you know how how crazy something like the silent sports, you know, like gymnastics. Yeah. You know, the sports where there's no, you know, it's it's pretty quiet. Uh I don't know. I think it's gonna be a very weird experience for no no uh fans at the Olympics. Do you care much about the Olympics? What do you watch most when you uh when the Olympics come around. I, I, I normally love the Olympics. I, I watch as much as it as I possibly can when I'm not at work. But mm. this year, um, not so much. Mm. I'll yeah. I'll probably have it on occasionally, but I just as you say, it's gonna lose all the atmosphere of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll you know, we'll see how that goes. It's definitely all about the money and all about all that stuff. They're they're <laughs> too deep in those contracts at this point to try to pull out and and lose all that uh, all the money that goes along with the TV time and all that kind of stuff. That's it. Yeah, but, uh, I suppose. Yeah, but uh, you know, speaking of but speaking of atmosphere, I tell you what, the next time we record episode forty one of Piece of Business Podcast, I'll be able to tell you. About some atmosphere, some atmosphere so Ooh. thick you can cut it with a knife that night. It's going to be insane. I am already super excited. I this is going to be a long ass week getting to Friday. Right, this brings me on to my big moan at a certain YouTube wrestling news site yet again. <laughs> All right, <laughs> they're going on about. How is it when that when uh, the injury happened that now they just put Liv Morgan in the Money in the Bank match and swapped Bianca Belair against Carmella to the Friday night? 
that is because the Friday night is actually a bigger event than <laughs> Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> he shouts at you. Why? That's why they've done it. Is Bailey getting injured is unfortunate. But they've they've taken lemons and they've made lemonade out of it. Yeah. They've wrapped they've managed to wrap up the story with Liv Morgan. In not the best way, but they've they've got there with it. That she's now yeah. in money in the bank after weeks and weeks and weeks of trying. They've got now they've got a, a women's title match on that Friday night SmackDown. Yeah. And, and and I I don't see like you said I mean that is a a great example of making lemonade when they were given lemons I mean they obviously they had one plan they thought they were going to do but uh, like we said this is not ballet it is a contact sport and sometimes if there's an injury you've got to change what you're doing every card always says card subject to change <laughs> that's it and they did it with and they and they did it with Reigns. Just because the TV stations wanted it, yeah. In the in the uh, the last pay per view, so yeah. <laughs> what's the big deal? Yeah, there's right, no point. It's right. going scratching your head and going, "Oh, wonder what they've done that. It's a bit off. You shouldn't be having it at the at the pay per view." Well, no, you have it at your big event. <laughs> I'm surprised. Yeah. If it was, if it wasn't for the fact that Money in the Bank is on Sunday. That card would probably have been title matches from top to bottom. Yeah, could have been. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. You know, and, and I'd be interested to know. Uh, I, I know SmackDown is doing pretty good. Uh, not that ratings matter all that much, I guess, but SmackDown's doing pretty good. Um, I, I wonder how many more people watch SmackDown than watch a pay per view, or, or or do you think more people watch SmackDown than a pay per view? I have no, I have no concept of how many people. I mean, you know how many Peacock subscribers there are, so they automatically get WWE. But I don't yeah. know that there's any numbers that show how many of the Peacock subscribers watch the pay per view, especially the night of the pay per view. Yeah, I don't I gotta think, think, I gotta think it's less than the people that, that watch SmackDown. Oh, I thought so. Oh, I thought so because it's it's a prime time TV program. As opposed yeah. to something you have to find. Correct. Yes. You know, and putting and if they're giving Bianca the title match on the show that most people watch, uh, I mean the easiest way to spin that is to say that's how much they like Bianca. They want people to see her. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it does absolutely these people don't use their brains. <laughs> and they call themselves so called Wrestling experts, but you know, yeah, they're just you know, just loud and have an opinion. <laughs> yeah, they're an expert. I don't mind having an opinion, <laughs> but think about it logically rather than just it's it's like every every week. Um, I I I do it because it's it's a bit like watching a car wreck. Is watching Wrestle Talk news. And their reviews of SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown, AEW, and NXT. Because you know that they're going to crap on everything that WWE does. How wonderful AEW. Mm. Yeah, and, that's not exactly fair and objective, is it? <laughs> no. 
um, we covered it the other week about they're to- they're a, they're a British based wrestling news vloggers. That's all they are. They're vloggers, and they just totally ignore the best wrestling in the WWE. Right, it's in their backyard. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, yeah. one of them came out. One of them came out the other day, and I switched it off. He said, "W NXT UK is not NXT." Because obviously somebody is saying, why aren't you reviewing NXT UK in you know, your NXT reviews? Yes, we know it isn't. Right, and if you obviously. keep telling... And if you, um, what is the point in just keep on banging on that nobody watches NXT UK? Because you're not going to get anybody watching it if you keep right. on like that. Right, exactly. <laughs> how, about, how, about, how about watch it, appreciate it, talk about yeah. it, try to get people interested in it? Yeah. Imagine. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but no, what I, I'm 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 noticing uh, I'm seeing a lot of commercials, and I'm even you know not even commercials during WWE programming, oh. but just commercials uh, just on Fox networks uh, on their own that uh, are really hyping the show on Friday in Houston with the whole yeah. fans are back, you know, catchphrase. Uh, they're putting a lot of money into hyping this thing up um so yeah it's it's gonna be insane i am super excited about it still haven't told my daughter that i'm taking her um, don't know how <laughs> i'm gonna don't know how i'm gonna to kayfabe it for all this week uh i don't know when i you know i'm gonna pick her up on friday at some point and i don't know if i'm gonna say you know immediately Hey, here's what we're doing. Or, uh, you know, she's going to ask, she knows I'm going to get her and we're going to do something for her birthday, but that's yeah. all she knows. Mm-hmm. You know, and there, there's plenty of things to do in town. So, you know, she may, I'm sure she's just thinking we're going to do something in town or whatever. Um, don't say anything and just start hitting the road, heading towards Texas. And <laughs> yeah. And it just says you're going on a trip for your birthday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just sit down, shut up and enjoy the ride. It's going to yeah. be fun. <laughs> So yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. It's going to be a long ass week getting there, that's for sure. Um, but uh, did you see any of SmackDown from last uh, this this past week? Yes, I watched it all because you I watched got, it all. Yeah, because I got home from uh, my little vacation and uh, I sat down and I watched SmackDown this week. And how good is how good is Roman Reigns? I mean, we oh, say that, it seems like we say that anytime we talk about SmackDown, but I mean, how good is that guy? Just his, his presence, so... his delivery, his facial expressions. I mean, he's just, uh, you know, the people talk about, you know, we've, we've said it before how, you know, Drew McIntyre helped carry the pandemic era or, you know, or, or Bailey, you know, was so, so strong yeah. during the pandemic era. I mean, let's just be real about it. The pandemic era has been Roman Reigns. Yes. Yeah. And, um, he showed it before then. So that when it when he when he was getting his major booze when he was still supposed to be a babyface, and he cut a promo yeah. without saying anything. Yes, he was in the middle of the ring and just stood there and let them get on with it. 
Oh my god, that was so good! And you know what? They, I hope they bring it back this Friday. Yeah, because it's a, and they're building to it because if you noticed this Friday, they cranked up the level of noise of yeah. booze. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they brought and they and they piped in from um, the. Last time that they probably had a full crowd, the Romans had chance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They they, <laughs> so they they're preparing juice the audio there. So yeah. So they're preparing people for it for next week. Yeah. But how many? Yeah, there's not that many that could actually get away with that. Just go in the middle of the ring and stand there and say, "You're wasting your own time. You come right. here to watch wrestling, not me stand here in the middle of the ring. Boo as much as you like." <laughs> it has to be it has to be a guy that is so calm and cool under pressure that yeah. can stand there and take it and not only take it but absorb it in and give it back to the people in just his stoned face expression. You know, That's he's right. just so good at it. There's nobody else right now uh on his level for sure. Uh mm-hmm. I think, you know, if 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 the UK shows had crowds, I think Walter could get away with it. Yeah. Um, but uh, there are very <laughs> few still, others that could get away with it. I still don't think Walter's going to get booed when crowds come you back. Think, I don't think you don't, he is. It depends on the opponent. It depends on the opponent. If they can, if they can, if they can get somebody that the people absolutely love, then, yeah. uh, then maybe. Um, yeah. But you might be right. It's going to be hard to to boo Walter. It's interesting that both Walter and Roman wear track suits. That's right. What's the deal with heels and track suits? The best heels <laughs> in the business wear track suits. Track suits, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Roman, always, been, he's always, the thing is, we're wearing a track suit means you're always ready for business. That's right. You're ready for whatever happens. You know, yes. you're you're yeah. ready to fight. You're ready to go uh, out amongst the people. I mean, yeah, it's. It's a pretty much a, a one a one size fits all sort of uh, arrangement there. It's a it is a, not a bad fashion choice. You're ready for anything if you're in a tracksuit. You never mess with anybody in a tracksuit. No, <laughs> especially if they it's look just... like Roman Reigns. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or Walter for that matter. <laughs> or Walter. Yeah, yeah. You're not messing with no. those guys. Uh, but the uh, the the Usos themselves have been holding up their end. I mean, I thought they were oh. both great on SmackDown this week as well. Yeah, um, I love that. I love that. He says, "You stay there, like some sort of." All right, we're going then. We don't yeah. know you. All right, then bye. We're off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they a blind bit of notice of what he says, and they're getting their ass kicked again. Yeah, they are. And the uh, question is, how how gonna... long are they going to take it? How long are they going to take getting their ass whipped for Roman Reigns? Um, I think that. Money in the bank. Something's going to happen that they're going to get themselves murdered again. Get them off TV for a bit because of the the personal problems. Yeah, within the family at the moment. And then when they come back, it'll be you know what we've had enough of this. (laughs) Getting our asses kicked for you and you not doing anything to help us. Yeah, and that'll be that'll be see. their face. That'll be their face turn, and we'll ever end up having the Usos as a face tag team back again. 
You don't think that the first move is to put them against each other? No, I don't. I, they, they missed that opportunity. Hmm, you think so? Because here's why I say that. Because it was is a subtle thing, and I don't know if it was done on purpose or if I'm just projecting my own thoughts on it. But at the the end of SmackDown, when both the Usos came out, um, one of them was wearing the black of an all black shirt. One of them was wearing an all white shirt. Yeah, and you're talking about old cowboy movies. You know, the bad guy always wears the black, black. hat, the black hat, and the, the the good guy always wears the white hat. And uh, I just <laughs> wondered if that was a thing that that was because it was noticeable for me that uh, there was hey one of these guys is wearing black and one of these guys is wearing white, and I wonder if that's signaling anything. Yeah, you, I, I that, that was probably the plan of it, but. They're going to need to let everything simmer down a bit with the DUI and all the rest of it going on. Yeah, I don't know what the answer and, to that is. I mean, I mean, I, I was kind of surprised that he was there last so night, was I. Friday so night, was, in the yeah, first so place. Was I. <laughs> so was I. I. I thought that they'd uh, kayfabe him out of it, but <laughs> they, they yeah. went ahead with that. Yeah, well, you may be right. They may be kayfabing them out of it uh, at Money in the Bank, or or yeah. even on this, or even on SmackDown on Friday. They could they could mm -hmm. get him out of it, and he not even be there on Sunday. You know. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I, yeah, I, I still think six. that I still think the match is USO versus USO first. Great. <laughs> uh, I don't your, I don't know that they both go at the same time. You got your got your favorite on Friday, <laughs> haven't you? The six man uh, tag match. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I tell you what, no, what, yeah. what the thing is, we know it's not going to be a six man tag because we know Roman is not going to get involved. Probably not. He's going to bow at the first opportunity he is and leave the Usos to it. Or, or he only comes in. He only comes in the ring when the Usos have uh, one of the baby faces. You know beaten down you yeah know, he comes in comes in does a few things you know and and uh then maybe gets back out uh but yeah. you're right i don't think they're gonna because I, I don't think they're gonna give it i don't think it's a, a roman reigns show on friday <laughs> they're not they're, they're not gonna pull the trigger on him versus age on friday it's no man tag no they should not touch no they should li they should literally not touch no physical contact between the two uh, on Friday, but uh, that's, that's how right. they would have done it in the old school days. But uh, yeah. who knows? You cannot. Uh, and WWE has been bad about this recently. Uh, back when it was uh, KO and Roman Reigns, and they were building all that, you know, um, and how KO would just he would wear Roman out. He power bombed him through a table like the the two nights or a night the week before their big championship match, and you know, I that just. That's the kind of thing that the, the old school fan of me hates to see because you don't want to see the heel champion getting, you know, destroyed by the, the baby face challenger until it's time for the money match. Um, you know, and they, they did that. So we'll, we'll, well, they did that with the KO Roman situation. So we'll see if they do it with the, the Roman and edge situation. I hope they don't touch at all yeah. Friday. I hope there's no physical contact between the two. But uh, but we'll see. I mean, at every at every turn here for the past 
year, it seems. Everything Roman Reigns has done has been great. Uh, so I would expect whatever it is on Friday to be great. Whatever it is uh, on Money in the Bank to be great. But uh, we'll see. One thing One thing I'm not excited about is, uh, and I know I'm in the, the big-time minority on this, but uh, as you know, uh, I'm not a fan of the tank girl. Oh, yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah, poor not excited here. about seeing that little tank roll out there on Friday. Poor Shrupsia, that little tank. <laughs> I understand why she's there. I mean, she's <laughs> she's she'll be able to sell a lot of a lot of gimmicks at the merch table for sure. That's right. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know wh- wh- what her what she is. I don't know what her gimmick is. She's just uh, loud and colorful. I, I don't know what her gimmick is. I don't understand. It. I don't understand why there's a tank. Um, I don't understand why. Um, or, or I just say I don't. I don't. Yeah, like I said, I don't. I just don't get the gimmick. I don't get what she is. I don't care. I don't, I don't get who she is. Um, and that's a that's a criticism I have of several wrestlers. In fact, I don't understand why they're there or who they are. No, they um, don't. They don't give any sort of backstories to how anything's happened anymore. It's all just superficial. It's all yeah. look, look, look at this person. You know, you know, look at this person. They're hot or they're funny mm. or you know the. And I think that's a lot of a lot of what it is with. Um, with wrestling these days, people latch on to these wrestlers just because of uh, uh, very superficial things. Just you know, yeah. their their Instagram photos or or that sort of stuff. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Shotzi's hotter than a three dollar pistol. I mean, I can't. I'm not going to lie to you about that. But uh, but that's what she is. She's just for me, just a very superficial character. There's nothing. To her, and she's dangerous, and she's greener and greener than goose shit, and uh, she's gonna kill herself or somebody one of these days. Yeah, I I love, but I did love it because my adopted daughter was with her, young Tegan. Yes, yes. Good to see her back. Yeah, you know, and that's not a bad tag team. I mean, I understand hmm. why you'd put them together. It's a couple baby faces trying to get the women's tag team division uh, spiced up a little bit. They got a, a big win this week, basically a squash match uh, um, against, uh, was it Natty and uh, yeah. Tamina? Yeah, it's Mina, yeah. It's basically a squash match. You yeah. know? So I understand, you know, if they're trying to establish a, a new baby face women's tag team that's not a bad way to do it i i don't like that it's necessarily at the expense of the champions aren't they the champions natty and to me yeah they are yeah yeah so i don't i'm not crazy that it, at the expense of the champs but uh you know getting a, a baby face tag team over in the women's division is not a bad thing i think i hope this is my fantasy booking 101 for me that they're gonna Put the titles on Tegan and Shotzi, or was it Knox and Shotzi, or whatever they're calling it? I don't know. Anyway, um, and then they go back to NXT in a unification match, get rid of these women titles, 
off the main roster and unify as one belt? I'm not opposed to that. I don't hate that at all. I've I've always been in the, the corner that there are too many titles in the WWE, um, and uh, the, unifying them might not be a bad idea. And the women's title has been absolutely <laughs> abused beyond recognition. It wasn't as abused during the Divas era. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had all that. Oh, had all that bloody nonsense with. Naya, no. and Naya. Shana, Shana and Naya. Yeah. And then they pass it on to the other two idiots. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> why? You only and you haven't. You've only got literally two tag teams in the division until right. because you broke up all of these are tag teams. You yeah. broke up. You released half of them. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and look, and let's be real. Okay, so Shayna and Nia, you've got the 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 more legitimate mm. ass kicker wrestler partnered with the big bruising Samoan girl. Yeah, so they got the titles off of them and put them on the legitimate ass kicking wrestler <laughs> and the big I, Samoan big girl. Exactly. <laughs> or Fiji, Fiji. She's from Fiji. But, yeah, but it's the yeah, same. But, it's the same gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so basically use this as a stepping stone to get rid of it yeah i agree so i put agree the, put the title on knocks and shotsy and let them take it back down to nxt and lose it down there and unite it as one title yeah and let, yeah. And let the champions wander throughout the brands whether it be NXT, SmackDown, Raw, or even once everything opens up again, NXT UK. There's enough women around to challenge them, but not on one brand. Right. You're exactly right. It's like the uh, then you've got a situation where it's basically like uh, a traveling territory champion, you know? Yeah. Going from one spot to another, uh, defending for a while. And that sort of thing. I'm I'm in favor of it. I think it's a good plan. Um, I don't have a problem with that at all. Uh, you know, on, the plus, it, sorry, on the plus side, um, if somebody had told me a few years ago that Nixon, Newell, and Viper would be on Raw and SmackDown, I would have laughed in their faces. <laughs> Well, that just goes to show you the uh, the quality of the uh, uh, independent scene in the UK to get these women ready for the bigger and brighter lights of the biggest stages of them all. Exactly. Uh, UK indie um, scene have done so good, uh, you know, Pro Wrestling Eve and, and the like, of getting these girls ready. Yeah, they have uh, progress. They're, they're, the progress dojo there's so many good girls coming that have come through there through um the fact that uh they encouraged to go to japan as well because of working for eve is a big plus and now it's showing finally on the product of women's wrestling in general throughout the wwe not 
you know, they're not doing a great job of it on Raw and SmackDown, but NXT and NXT UK, you can't fault either brands on no. what they're doing with their women. No, and I even saw something. I didn't look at it too hard, but on Twitter, I think I saw something about the uh, American NXT. Um, they recently have taken in, I want to say, like eight or nine new women. Uh, that they're they're even re they've already got a pretty strong women's division, but they're still continually restocking it. You know, at the performance center. So uh, you know, they're they're definitely yeah. Treating their women, the NXT brands, both NXT brands, I think, are doing very, very well with their women's wrestlers. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and speaking of that, we saw a debuting woman on NXT UK this week, Glenn. Uh, we somebody by the name of Blair Davenport, but uh, other yeah. people might know her a different way. Yeah, um, Mrs. Osprey. <laughs> There's another way. We'll hold that against her. <laughs> no. We'll try not to hold that against her. <laughs> yeah, be priestly. I'll say, in, I'll say in, yeah, in her match this week, she didn't do up. any uh, acrobatics, so uh, that's <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah, be be turned up as Blair Davenport. Um, I went on record the other week by saying I didn't like the way they treated Laura. Mm hmm. Um. I will take that back, basically, because on Wednesday I spoke to Laura, um, oh. and I was with Dan, and we had her on the uh, the Wednesday night Eve watch along, and after that finished, I stayed on there with him and I chatted, and I was because he was explaining to her about how we promote Eve and NXT UK and um, she's quite happy to be a jobber on there at the moment she's mm. you know, she doesn't want to give up her independent status at the moment she said the door's open there for me when I want it but I'm quite happy to go in earn a wage get out and then do what I want to no, so that's, that's why, no. So that's, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing so wrong with that. So she's basically doing a Bobby Blaze of pin me, pay me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. that. Absolutely, nothing wrong yeah. With that nothing wrong with that at all. And she's making connections. You know, she's hmm. she's in the in the UK. Uh, uh, what do they call it? BT Sport Arena or whatever. I mean, she's there yeah. with the she's there with the people. And uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at yeah. all. And she's. She's definitely better than just being a jobber for sure. Yeah. Um, but what know. she did say was that she wants to go j to Japan. If she ever did commit herself to the WWE, it would be half the ship into Japan. She wants okay. to carry. She wants to carry on learning, and go to Japan because she was due to go just before the the outbreak and uh. lockdown and everything stopped her from going. Um, Emmy Sakura was going to take her into her school. And, was it? Uh, uh, was it? We watched a Laura match. Uh, was it that the match against uh, Jordan Grace that we watched yes. for piece of business? Yeah, yes. great yes. match. Yes. Very great yeah. match. Great match that really opened my eyes to Laura uh, a lot. How how old is she? Do you have any idea? Roughly, um, I don't because I was surprised when I asked a question about. Um, what did she learn from? Because 
back in the day in progress her first debut for progress was as elizabeth who was sort of jenny's jenny's lackey mm. and i didn't realize that she was actually in the business before jenny oh really yeah she was actually at the pro she was actually at the uh, progress dojo before Ginny was so that surprised me that i'm not actually sure let me see if we can look it up uh, there we are already mateo she is definitely uh, a talent that they can tap into at some point whenever she's ready to be there full time uh if that's what she wants to do uh that's after right. a, an excursion in japan she's definitely got all the talent in the world um I just didn't know how long she had been in the in the game, so to speak. Oh, she's been in quite. Uh, I think she said eight years. She's been in the okay. game. Yeah, she was born in nineteen ninety one, so she's thirty. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. She's been yeah around... she's she's still got she's got plenty of time if she ever wants yeah. to be full time UK for sure. Mm. Uh, yeah. What did you think? What did you think of Blair Davenport since we've brought her up? What did you think uh, about the match? The match, the gimmick. What do What do you think? It's BBB. <laughs> she called herself Blair Davenport, but it's still BBB. Um, you're never <laughs> going to get a bad match out of her, especially when it's against Laura. They did what they had to do. I liked what they. I liked that they gave her a, a promo after the match. Yeah, um, that's an old school little touch. Yeah, putting everybody in Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, you know <laughs> uh, I, you know, I still like a, a a person standing there holding the microphone, a proper interviewer, uh, rather than them just talking into a microphone by themselves. But I like that they gave her a promo after the match that wouldn't just get in there, get the pin, and get out. You know, they let her talk. So that was good. Um, uh, overall, a pretty good NXT UK show this week. Uh, yeah. I thought the the opening match was very good, That's, and it uh, had a surprising result. It's it's so good. I swear, one thing I love about NXT UK is they don't mess around. They go in hot with a match. There's yep. no messing around with promos or anything to start it. Go, You're um, right. Every single week, there's not a promo, there's not a package, there's not a recap or anything like that. It's just here we are. Welcome to the arena. Let's ring the bell. That's it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we saw we saw it was Nathan Frazier and um, now Kenny Williams. There you go, Kenny Williams, the guy that I sometimes can't understand when he speaks. Uh, no, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> He makes Joe Coffee sound lucid. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but a good a good opening match and a surprising result. I honestly did not see it going that way. No, I didn't. Um, but don't you think it was a wonderful little touch? It made but how they did that with the the removing the padding, not from the turnbuckle, but from the exposed bolt behind the turnbuckle yes and made it look like an accident yes exactly that was a very, yeah, obviously very because well it right. was worked into the story right yeah <laughs> but i thought that was absolutely great and the yeah. one leg missile drop kick yeah oh yeah he jumped because <laughs> yeah, he was he was selling the leg yeah leg. 
Nathan yeah. Frazier selling the leg. So he, he hops up to the top rope on one leg, springboards off off of one leg, and hits that one leg. The thing is, is also, it shows how good he is at, at selling. Is twice before he tried to get up there and twice he fell off because yeah. the leg gave way. Yeah, yeah. He's been he's been properly taught, it seems. It, that, that Seth, yeah. Seth Rollins' school might not be a bad school after all. No, it seems like it isn't. But uh yeah, it was it was a good you know, the only complaint I have about Nathan Frazier, and again, this is just me being crotchety old school wrestling fan, is you know, they, they announce him as, as being like and I'm not going to get the number right, but like 169 pounds. And it's like, yeah. come on. No, he's not. <laughs> at least, at least kayfabe, kayfabe something a little bit more than that. You know, mm. uh, you know, I, you know, I, I like my wrestlers to be you know, over he's, 200 pounds at least. Well, yeah, he's a lie. Kayfabe. He's too, he, he's beefy to, it would probably they, they probably kayfabe him as two hundred five live, but to say right. he's that low is not. Uh, you know, he's too yeah, beefy to be that low. Yeah, it just doesn't seem right. It's like they no. they're kayfabing it the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're yeah. gonna lie to me, tell me somebody's bigger than they are well, see, and not smaller than they are. And the thing is, it's not as though it's a case of that. You know, we we're creating a cruiserweight division here or in NXT UK. They don't need to undersell people who wait. And talking of no. that. <laughs> talking of that, before we actually get to talking about the main event, um, for somebody that's a vegan, poor old Trent's put on a lot of weight again. All of a sudden, my goodness, yeah, he is uh, <laughs> the, the, the hero of dad bods everywhere. <laughs> he's, he's obviously eating a lot of vegetable pies. Oh my goodness, yeah, he's, he's you know dipping that. Uh, Dipping that, dipping his celery and carrot sticks and vegan ranch dressing or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he's, you know, he's. You know, we'll, we'll get to that main event, but yeah, you're right. He's he's definitely the the hero of dad bods all across the world. He certainly um, is. He makes yeah. me feel better about myself. Now I'm tell you what. Yeah, you look at that guy like, hey, maybe we could all do this. Yeah. Uh, walk walk around in public with our shirts off. Right, um, now, yes, boy. You've got a oh, issue with this. Yeah, we saw we saw the best tag team in the world, but only competing one of them in a singles match this week. Lewis Howley versus uh not, not Webster, the other one. Uh, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. There you go. Mark Andrews. Yeah. And you know, I, I told you off air that you know I hated this match. Um <laughs> there's a thing, and, and it's not because Howley lost. I can. I'm. I'm fine with Howley losing. You know, if uh, uh, that that wasn't it. But and I, and it's a it's a thing about modern wrestling. I guess you know one thing that kind of rubs me the wrong way. If you watch that match, Andrews had five big offensive maneuvers, and I'm not talking yeah. about just little punches and kicks and that sort of stuff. But five big offensive maneuvers, five high spots, and Every single one of them, Howley did the spot to himself. Yeah. Every single one of them, it was Howley picking up Andrews and spinning him and turning him a certain way so that then Howley could fall on his face. You yeah. know, every one of his big high spot moves in that match, Andrews, 
he actually did not do them to Howley. And I know it's pro wrestling and I know they're working and there's cooperation and all that, but there, it was for me watching it such unbelievable cooperation. I just didn't like the match and in no way did I ever feel like Andrews who's half the size of Howley should be able to get the better of him. Um, and, and he should. Uh, that's the thing I didn't like it about that match. It was just the, the cooperation was way too obvious. And I'm not kidding you. Five big high spot offensive moves, and every single one of them, Howley had to do it to himself. Yeah. And Mark Andrews is enough of a vet to be should be able to at least make it look authentic. Yeah, right. I think it, it could have been a better. It just, it, I don't know if it was bad chemistry in a one on one situation. Um, I don't, I, it looked like at points they were kind of moving at half speed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, uh, highlight, highlight before we get yeah. too negative on it the uh, flare flip over the top rope and then the strap. Yes, yes. <laughs> I saw I was outstanding. It was, it was you know the, the Fargo strut which Flair stole, and then it was you know the the Jarrett uh, strut which he stole from Flair. But I noticed it; <laughs> it was outstanding. It was a great touch for sure. Um, but but yeah, I just I, that match just didn't work for me. Um, too much obvious cooperation. Uh, Andrews did none of the offensive moves himself, and it was just plainly obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, the result of the match, they got where they were trying to go. They wanted to get Andrews a win over one of the tag team champions. And that, of course, justifies a tag team title match at some point down the road. Oh, that's um, it. So, yeah, I mean, so they got where they wanted to go. It was just kind of blah for me getting there. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Sorry, right. I just got a message from my other half. Oh. Um, she's, she's in hospital with COVID at the moment as well. She's Outstanding, yeah, of course. She's feeling, it's always she's, something. <laughs> yeah, she's feeling a bit better today. So, well, that's good. good. That's good. Um, yeah, so that was that was that match. You know, yeah. it got where it needed to go. So that that's that's the most important thing. And they'll have a good tag team match, I think, whenever that match winds up happening again. But we'll see. Yep. And then we went to the the main event. Dad bods rejoice. Here's your hero, your silver-haired god, Trent Seven. I tell you what, you know, you know, Trent Seven out there with the dad bod, and Eddie Dennis out there looking like Ichabod Crane. You know, <laughs> is, you know he he looks like a coat hanger. I mean, he is. There's he is so long and lean. His arms, you know, just about reach down to his knees. He's yeah, uh, he's not the he's not the he's not the most muscular guy in the world, but he's a unique looking guy in the world of wrestling. So I don't mind him. Um, what do you think about that main event? It's strange. Um, I knew that it was gonna. I knew that they were gonna beat the crap out of one another, which is what they did. Because I've seen them. Uh, I've seen a hundred times them them two wrestling. Um, but then. Uh, I wanted to call them the hunt, but they're not the hunt now. Are oh, the they? symbiosis. Symbiosis came down to the ring as if as if Dennis actually needs any help again. Right. <laughs> <Bad bomb>. right. 
Right, and, exactly. Yeah, you and, knew symbiosis was and, just going to wind up getting in the way. And a big shout out to at BDC Matthews here. Uh, he spotted it, and I thought exactly the same thing. When Tyler came down to the rig, hey, where did he get the nunchucks from, and why? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I don't remember any of any of Bates' previous promos. Him out there swinging nunchucks. Nunchucks. It says, "Oh, some." Then we go into the story about him learning Zen Buddhism or whatever it is, and then somebody's connected in their heads, uh, but Zen Buddhism with little monks in orange. <laughs> The do kung fu, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not the best. But I tell you what. Whenever, whenever he did hit the ring with those nunchucks, he, I don't know if he worked it or not. But when he he hit that dude in the belly with it, that looked legitimate, and that guy sold it like he was shot. He laid him into primate wonderfully. Oh crap! That was the other thing DC said. He want he wants where could he get a ringtone of the squeals from Primate? <laughs> <laughs> like, Holy crap, he <laughs> laid him out with that thing. I would rather take a, a several Brock Lesnar German suplexes than one <laughs> Tyler Bate nunchuck shot. Oh dear. Um, Holy crap. I've accidentally taken a shot from nunchucks. They hurt. I guess they do. But there's not a lot you can do to kayfabe it. I don't know how they manage Without it. Without making oh. it look like crap. It would look oh, like total it, crap yeah. if, you, if you laid back on it. You've got to oh, lean into it and you've got to swing it. Basically, Primate must have said to him before, Ed, I'll, I'll, I'll be ready for him. Just lay him in. <laughs> yeah. Or it's one of those situations where if you're Tyler Bate, you go to Primate before and you say, Look, I'm going to apologize right now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to get you with this later. I'm just going to apologize to you right now because it's going to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't lay back a, a weapon shot like that. You know, that's what we've seen so many bad chair shots in yeah. professional wrestling because you, you lay back on it and that sort of stuff. You gotta, you gotta do it. If you're gonna do it, do it. And man, Tyler Bate did it. Yeah. So that was the best and the worst of that match. <laughs> yeah, the worst, the worst was where did you get them from in the first place, and the best was the way he actually used them. Yeah, and he looks yeah, like he can sure. them as well. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, it's I've, it's believable seen, that he can swing them, but we just don't know the where only, they came from. <laughs> the only other, the only other one I've seen that looked like they could legitimately use nunchucks in wrestling. Um, was not Ken Shamrock, the other one from Blackman, Steve Blackman. Yeah, Steve Blackman. Yeah. He, he was the only other one that I've actually seen in wrestling people using nunchucks that actually look like they can actually handle. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and Blackman was a legitimate uh, MMA guy, you know, before mm. he got into to wrestling. So, you yeah. know, legitimate MMA and martial arts and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. It is de definitely believable that he could. He could wield them, but yeah. At what point in the last few weeks has Tyler Bate become a ninja master? <laughs> they film everything else in NXT UK. They couldn't film that. No, yeah, they could have done that. They could have done that as a promo a few weeks ago of him yeah. doing not only his meditation, but with you know, using the nunchucks on one of the practice dummies and that sort of thing. 
Yeah, and you get, you get some, you can get a le- either a legitimate or a kayfabe, uh, you know, martial arts trainer to cut the interview. Yeah, talking about how he's been training and that sort of stuff. You know, I mean, it's not hard to do. They no. just didn't do it. No. <laughs> oh my goodness! But no, it, it was a it's a good show. Yeah, you know, we're gonna get you know it looks like Mustache Mountain against Symbiosis at some point. You know, who knows? Maybe it'll be a weapons match or a. Or, or some sort of gimmick match, you know, maybe that's why they brought out the nunchucks to kind of plant that seed. Yeah. And of course we had our usual weekly Aoife Valkyrie. This is what weekly the, Aoife, what the, yes. What the, the feathers are about week again. <laughs> it's just uh <laughs> we'll see. I mean, you know, Jenny's the one that, that mostly cut the promo there, you know. Mm. Uh and Jenny's Jenny's so good at that, you know, snide, arrogant, condescending kind of character. Basically, Chal- it was awesome. I kind of popped yeah. a little bit. Basically, called off called Efa a little girl playing dress up. That's uh, it. Yeah. Which I, I yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's true. It's true. Say it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, that's what makes Jenny so good. I mean, she she mm. just calls it what it is, and. Uh, I expect they'll have a, a good match when that match eventually happens. But yeah, our, our weekly okay. Aoife, you know, looking <laughs> sad it. and somber. That's it. Talking about that promo, that was something else that came up on Wednesday night. Um, when she was answering my question about what did she learn from Ginny. Um, it, because Dan said, oh, there's not a lot you could have learned from her because you were in it, the business before her and everything. And she said, I did. She said, I learned to be bad. Ah, nice. There you go. There you go. I think we she all need to, a little. Yeah, she taught her to be a heel because Ginny does it so naturally. Yeah, 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 absolutely. She's uh, one of the best women in the business at that. For you never, sure. You could never, never imagine Ginny having a face turn. No, no. Yeah. You don't want it. No. The nearest, the nearest she's ever going to get to a face turn is a tweener. If she, you know, become that sort of Steve, Steve Austin, and right, you would have to have the, the right opponent. Yeah, you have to have the right yeah. opponent for her for that yeah. to happen. Uh, there's so no way. Know, but... There's no way that she's ever, ever going to be a, a, a complete face. No, on no. any on, on any brand, and nor should she be. Nor no, should she. No. Be. no, no, she's far too Absolutely arrogant. Absolutely not. Yeah, but uh, speaking of arrogant. Speaking of arrogant, we had the yep. uh, the 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 the, the Tio man uh, weird oh. sit down uh, with uh, with uh, Rohan Raja. Uh, is that Raja. who he is? I keep I That's keep him, forgetting yeah. his name. Yeah, but, uh, yeah the, the the weird Tio man uh, family promo that he gives every week, and mm. how important family is, and uh, so he's. It says it's got a weird kind of like uh, he's he's German, but he's also Turkish. Is that right? Is he part? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's um, like the old Arsenal player and Mesut Ozil. This sort of yes, yes. Uh, He's he's doing that weird German Turkish mafia underworld crime boss kind of gimmick is what he's going for. I think. Yeah, Um, and he's got his first. Uh, first disciple there in in in, in Raja. Um, I hope he we'll see where that goes. I hope he builds a stable out of this. I mean, if you need, <laughs> if Walter's going to leave at some point, you got to think yeah. Walter's going to leave. You know, 
Uh, you, you know, the big evil foreign heel in NXT UK, I think is what you want. And he's a yeah. good person to fill that role. Um, if he can get another, another few guys along with him, they might have something there. That's it. That is exactly it. It's how, it's how, uh, Imperium started was ring camp with just the two of them back in the, mm-hmm. the early progress days. And you look at them yeah. now. Yeah, look at him now. Yeah, and speaking of Walter, in two mm. weeks we get Walter yeah. and Ilya yeah. too. Oh my goodness! Well, it's more like twenty-two, but yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, in this universe, it's, it's, it's two. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's like when WWE don't acknowledge the fact that uh, Mako and Kaylee Ray have been fighting forever either. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so that that's two weeks on the NXT mm. UK, and uh, you know I tell you what that is, I, I fear for the health and safety for all involved, especially <laughs> Ilya. Yeah, um, this is it. I know we bang on it about it week after week after week, but this is the thing about NXT UK. They're planting those seeds, and wanted you to actually watch it in two weeks' time. Not yeah. only they, no, not only they plug in next week, but they plug in the following week as well. Yeah, yeah, and making you yeah. to watch. Yeah, it's the, it's the old gets... school way of trying to talk them into the building. You know, you're trying to you're trying to sell tickets. You know, and basically, you, you know, I can't, so. I can't wait to start recording in front of fans again. I'll be I'll be there at the front of the queue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's. Uh... We'll see what happens with that match. That'll be an absolute war two weeks from now. Mm. Um, you know, that, that Ilya and Walter match, whatever that was, whenever that was, that may have been match of the year for me that year, whichever year that happened. Uh, <laughs> time time has this, lost all meaning this, in the pandemic this, era. Was it, Yeah, it was last year. Was it 2020? I think it was 2020. It, was, it may have been. It I was don't one know. Of the- <laughs> It was either 2020 or early this year because it was one of the first matches after they came back. Yeah, it may have been 2020. <laughs> but uh, it, 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 whatever year it happened, it's a contender for match of the year for sure. Oh, and, definitely. Uh, they, may, they may do it again here in two weeks. They might have the, <laughs> the match of 2021 it's here a, in a couple of weeks. Well, they, they've got a lot to live up to, so... Yeah, but I tell you what, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past those guys to be able to top what they did the first time. That was <laughs> a, a perfect example of, uh, of of organized and cooperative violence. Yep, definitely. So, anyway, but yeah, so a good a good NXT UK again this week, not without its flaws, but that's okay. Still, probably the best top to bottom show. WWE puts out on a weekly oh. uh, basis. Uh, no I think doubt. It's easy for us to say. So anyway, uh, you know, we were going to watch a, uh, a Terry Funk match this week. Uh, uh, you know, we had gotten the news earlier yeah. this week that, that Terry wasn't doing so great. Uh, but apparently Terry is, is, <laughs> is kick, kicking out a little bit. And so we're not going to do a Terry Funk match this week, Glenn. <laughs> Why am I not surprised <laughs> that Terry Funk <laughs> kicked out? He'll be in there. He'll be announcing his next match against Sherry <laughs> Lawler in a couple of weeks, yeah, no doubt. Right. 
Right, yeah. Oh, he's got dementia. Yeah. He's got dementia. He's on death's door. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's it's like in uh, you know, uh, Monty Python Holy <laughs> Grail. You know, they're ready to load him on the load him on the cart, and he's like, "I'm not dead yet. It's only a scratch." <laughs> you know, yeah, Terry. One thing you about Ter- Terry Funk and Ric Flair are gonna outlive us all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna, mm-hmm. never gonna go anyway. But uh, yeah, so we were gonna do Terry, you know, thinking that we might have bad news about Terry this week, but we didn't get bad news about Terry this week. He's still out in Amarillo doing his thing as best that he can, and I we just, wish him well. But uh, I've just dug up the, I just dug up the tweet from Tommy Dreamer. Everyone needs to relax. I just got off the phone with Terry Funk. He's not in bad health. He loves everybody talking about him. Direct. <laughs> Quote from Funker. I'm currently sitting in an assisted living place with my thumb up my ass, whistling Dixie, <laughs> but I don't remember the words. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is great. Yeah. So Terry Terry's all right, y'all. Terry's fine. You know, well, yeah. you know, as well as he can be. And we're not <laughs> losing Terry. We didn't lose Terry this past week. So you know, we were gonna do a Terry Funk match at the request of DC Matthews. Uh, we'll file that one away for a future episode perhaps, but thought this week we would uh, not do Terry. We do something else a little fun. So uh, today's piece of business is a match from 1983. Uh, this is a match in the, uh, the NWA um, uh, national television title tournament. Uh, the title here had been, um, vacated. The previous title holder was Steve Kern of the Fabulous Ones, uh, that many may know as Skinner in the WWF. He was the NWA national TV champion. He vacated the belt, so a tournament is being held here. And in this particular tournament match, we will see the Iron Sheik versus Tommy Rich. Um, so, and this is 1983. Glenn, are you ready? I see you've got the video I'm up ready. here. That, uh, okay, so uh, uh, the I link for this match, yeah, will be in the show description here. Um, so I'll give the I'll give nice the week. countdown for anybody that's watching, and they can push play along with us. Five, I four, mean- three. Go ahead. With two, to start one, with the... play, yes. I was about to say, for those that want to know where we're starting from, we just got the posterior of a very nice-looking yes. young lady. Yes, the Iron Sheik has Iron come Sheik. in with his, his belly dancer. <laughs> quite, a, quite a group of individuals in the ring here. You've got the Iron yeah. Sheik, who is, uh, of course, the Iron Sheik. We've got his belly dancer. We've got General Homer Odell. Glenn, do you know much about General Homer Odell? I don't at all, no. I didn't know about General Homer Odell until (laughs) you sent me this link. Yes, no, General Homer Odell, a a long-time heel manager in the Southern Territories. He was about done at this point in 1983, but uh, he had managed a great number of heels throughout the years. Um, I believe he worked a lot in uh, Ron Fuller's territories. 
um, yeah. as a as as a worker and as a heel manager here. But uh, we've got the uh, Tommy Rich here, Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik with his pointy boots, as he is known to have worn, and, and Sheik looking pretty good here. You know, I think a lot of people remember Sheik from his later days when he had that. You know, mm-hmm. he was carrying triplets there for a while um, in his belly. Um, but now Sheik looking good here. Um, what? He looks uh, than Tommy Rich. Yeah, he does. I mean, Tommy Rich was never a body guy. You know, let's not. Uh, Let's not mistake it. He was still super over as a baby face uh, here. He's we won't, uh, yeah. was, apart, apart from with uh, Mick Mills from the book in the territory. He's no baby face with him. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, at this point though, in 1983, you know, you could not argue yeah. about Tommy Rich being a, being a baby face here. Um, no. You see Homer Odell there sitting in the chair at ringside. Um, yeah, this was 1983 Sheik here. Uh, and I'm going to uh, spoil the whole tournament for you here. Sheik wins the whole tournament um, and then holds the belt for about a month and a month and a half. And then he's gone. And later this mm-hmm. very year is uh, when Sheik beats Bob Backlund to become the WWF champion. Um, you see... <laughs> Somebody taking the chair from Odell. Who is that, Glenn? Who is that young, fresh-faced fellow sitting in that chair? Oh, he looks familiar. He does look familiar. Do you know? Can you place it? A very young Larry Zabisco. Is it? That is a very young Larry Zabisco. I thought he looked familiar, but yeah. Very young. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now, at this point, you know, you know he, Larry was a prodigy, you know, a student of Bruno, uh, and they had their big match in New uh, York. I want to say that was 80, 81, something like that. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, Larry Larry looking young uh, and fresh-faced here, observing the match. The uh, commentator's wondering what he's doing out there. If you listen to this match with the match, uh, with the, the sound on, hmm. Ric Flair is uh, on commentary course doing the the traveling champion thing as he would do go in territory to territory sit in on commentary you know get himself over get the opponents over the whole time here he's talking about how he's paying close attention to the television championship tournament because these are top wrestlers and he's always looking for competition for his world title exactly exactly there we see the, and the graphic air voice of rick flair and people wonder why we keep on banging on about Pretty Deadly so much because they're carrying on that tradition. Yeah, they are doing the exact same thing recently. Exactly right. <laughs> um, a solid little match these two are having here. Sheik here in 83 was a very yes. good worker. Tommy Tommy Rich was always a very good worker. Um, so you would expect these two to have a solid, solid match here, and that's what is happening. Uh, wait them get that referee's haircut. <laughs> they show it again he looks yeah, like he's the the, the the squire for uh king arthur or something yeah. shaggy dog he's just, yeah he's he's just come back from the the georgia renaissance fair to come to his refereeing job at least at least uh, at least referees over there in 1983 had hair there's not many over here that had any hair true true and it's interesting <laughs> you know, you know, we've we've watched matches 
uh, from your territory from this era, you know, and here's one uh, from, from my territory in this era. And we've seen, you know, and at the same time, you've got like, you know, it, I guess what I'm saying is you've got about this same time, you've got dynamite and tiger kid, uh, tiger kid doing their stuff in Japan, you know, which was yeah so different than this or what we saw in your territory in the eighties or early eighties. Um, yeah. It kind of highlights yeah. how, innovative those those tiger mask and dynamite kid matches were in japan at this same time That's so many right. holy shit moments because mm -hmm. nobody was seeing that kind of stuff you know over here this is still what you were getting in 1983 um yeah. which isn't bad it's it's solid it's solid wrestling it's a good tv match um it's what you'd expect from iron sheik and tommy rich good suplex there from rich we just saw going for a pin mm -hmm. kick out Kick out. What's the Visco doing? Well, Everybody's still shaky baby. Oh yeah. Yeah. Shaky baby looks shaky good. Shaky baby looks well ripped. <laughs> yep. You break your back, make you humble. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> the old Shiki baby, he was a you know, legitimate Olympian. Yeah. Oh, this. All his career was he was such a big heel, and now on Twitter he's such a big face. Oh yeah, yeah, he's the biggest <laughs> baby face on Twitter. <laughs> oh, there's Larry oh, Zabisco. Zabisco on no Rich. There. there you go. He tripped Rich. Mm. Look at these mm. ring ropes. How loose are these <laughs> ring ropes? They are, wouldn't they? Really... They are super loose. Look at she going <laughs> to the top rope. You don't see that very often. <laughs> No. Oh, that's why you don't see that very often. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Slammed off the top rope and then having a knee drop. So, yeah, I won't bother doing there that again. There you go. Well, Tommy Rich goes out there and clobbers Zabisco <laughs> for interfering. Uh, and as they say over here, no show without punch. Rick has to get involved. <laughs> there you go. Rick Flair is out there to try to calm heads. So as Tommy Rich turns his back, there's the dirtiest player in the Ooh, game. Him. Yeah, <laughs> him a punch. The whole, nice. the whole time, the referee is counting, and the Iron Sheik wins yeah. the tournament match. Or count out on Tommy Rich. <laughs> you know, but this is good looking because here's Tommy Rich. Tommy Please. Rich going over to Gordon Soley. Cut his promo. Let's get a sound up. On this, there we go. See if we can listen to Tommy and, and Gordon here. <laughs> I clicked on the wrong bit. <laughs> no, we're not going to get. Oh, here we go. That's all right. Well, Tommy Rich is here. He's. Hold on. People will be there. Hooper and Holland. Go, Tommy. Go. Because, Flair, you remember Cincinnati, Ohio last time, that's where I beat you. Non title match. This time we're going for we're going for it all, playing Cincinnati. So what I'm telling you, you better be ready for one of That's the it. damnedest matches you've ever been in in your life, Flair. I don't care if it takes me 45 minutes, 50, whatever it takes. There we go. Uh, that's what sets that up. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's good. <laughs> it's good booking. You know, because uh, you know Flair is going around, and he you know needed a challenger for a while. He was here at this point. It was Tommy Rich, so he screws him over in the match, and mm -hmm. uh, 
yeah. you know, so sets up that whole situation. And it's interesting just the way they did TV and stuff. <laughs> You know, I can't tell you what day this would have been filmed. You know, this TV match, it wasn't live, obviously. It was taped. No. Um, but they had to they had to know whichever day it was going to play on TV so that Tommy Rich could cut the promo, you know, Cincinnati, Ohio, mm-hmm. tonight, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and in, in reality, when he was saying that, it wasn't really that night, you know. Um No, uh, this they used to drink all till five or six shows in a go, didn't they? Correct. You look, yeah. So you if know, you look, if you yeah. if you look at um a, in chronological order, you could see from the first house being packed through to the the fourth or fifth or sixth show where it's nearly empty, where everybody's given yeah. up and gone up. Yeah. 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 One o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we got to get up and go to work in the morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they were, you know. Just an interesting look at how they would book an angle for a territory with the traveling champion and how they would mm-hmm. have to set up their TVs and know which day they're going to air so they could promo yep. that night. You know, so you're watching this at home. You know, if you live in Cincinnati, if you're watching this at home at, at noon on a Saturday or whatever, and you say, oh, holy shit, it's going to be Ric Flair and Tommy Rich tonight. I got to go get a ticket. Get you know, ticket. it's talking yep. about talking, talking people into the building, mm-hmm. selling tickets on TV. That sort of thing, and not unlike what they're doing advertising Walter and Ilya a couple weeks from now. Yeah. Uh, it's just the the evolution of that sort of thing since TV is not needed to drive ticket sales as much anymore. So there we have it. There was Tommy Rich and Iron Sheik. Um, an interesting look at the Sheik for people that only saw him in his latter days of WWF uh, TV when he was a shell of his former self, but uh, Sheik was legitimate. Sheiky baby could go. He would humble you, break your back, no doubt. Definitely. And he was the winner yeah. of that tournament. And like I said, they he only carried it for about a month and a half, and then he was he was gone. <laughs> Absolutely, he was gone out of there. I guess Vince Vince saw the uh, Iranian heel that he needed yeah. to take the belt from the All American Backland and eventually transfer over to Hulk Hogan. Iron Sheik, perhaps the most significant. Um, uh, transitional champion in the history of wrestling. Oh, definitely, he was def- because of that. See, it's the it's the uh, building on the national fervor, and at, at that time, <laughs> advertising the fact you were from Iran, you might as well be saying, "I'm yeah. the devil." <laughs> exactly, absolutely. So, yeah, Vince, Vince never never uh, sh- uh, shy about capitalizing on nationalistic fervor that's for sure so anyway i know you go ahead and of course it also led to the weirdest heel turn of all time which was sergeant slaughter yeah 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 that uh that didn't work no and the part the part the problem with that was that it was literally happening during the the gulf war it was literally happening during that time and yeah you know that's that's not that wasn't cool (laughs) a character a character like (laughs) sergeant sort should have been out there banging the drum and right being up national fervor not not turning on the country (laughs) if you wanted to do if you wanted to do sarge as an iraqi sympathizer just wait you don't do it during a literal war yeah, <laughs> where people were literally dying. Yeah, you know, uh, you do it a few years after the fact, and you can kind of get away with it. But uh, 
But anyways, there we have it. Tommy Rich, Iron Sheik, nice little TV tournament match from 1983. Bigger things were ahead for Sheik. Uh, Rich, uh, he had already been the NWA champion for a week at that point, so uh, he was never going to ascend to the upper levels again, but Tommy Rich still a very good worker for a long, long time after that. You know, earlier, you mentioned uh, AWIP, Glenn, and, and uh, we should remind the people that we were on with AWIP yesterday. We recorded uh, a, a piece of business for them there. Mm-hmm. Giggle Mania 3, which, yes. what did Brent say? It's coming out August something. I yeah, forget the number. It's, it's in August anyway. August It'll 3rd all, or something. Yeah, early, early August. August. It'll be all over Twitter, so everybody will know. Yeah. Follow AWIP. It's the AWI podcast, I think it is. Is the AWI podcast. And at Piles of Corn on Twitter. New homeowner piles of corn. Yes. Yeah. He he, uh, he uh, smartened uh, us up yesterday. He he bought a house, so good for him. Uh, good for uh, him. Good for him. Uh, and Chief Hill on piece of business. There you go. There <laughs> you go. He is the heel. We are going to have him back. We are going to, as I told him yesterday, uh, just like Vince had to take yeah, his belt back from Brett. Yep, we're going to take that belt back from Brent. One next way, Sunday. shape, yeah, or form. It'll be next Sunday because it's next Sunday. Yeah, I'm telling you, these pay per views are just coming at us fast and furious. Yep, but uh, so yeah, next week, good show. Next week, we'll have Brent on to defend his title. I will give you the live impressions of being in, uh, being at the first show with fans for WWE at SmackDown in Houston. Ought to be a very, very interesting show next week. So it will be. So yeah, like Glenn said, follow follow AWIP, uh, follow at DDT Wrestling at DC Matthews. Listen to his very interesting and very fun podcast uh, journey and the joy of booking. Uh, he's doing a lot of fun stuff. If you're into fantasy booking and that sort of. Silliness, as I think most of us all are. Give him a listen. He's he's wrapping up his WWE G1 style tournament, which he has called The Happening. And uh, uh, I won't uh, spoil anything, but I just know that I've already given him a piece of my mind about <laughs> what he did to Pretty Deadly in that tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely booked them down the river. There you go. Yes, he surely <laughs> did. He surely did. But check him out for sure. Um, Glenn, what am I forgetting before we get out of here? No, I think you just about covered it. All right. Well, next week is your week to pick it the is. match. You got any uh, te- teasers or hints for us now? Not really. Um, I've got an idea, but I don't want to give anything away yet because okay. it's Money in the Bank weekend. I may have an idea. Okay. Very good. We will be on the lookout for that. So. Thank you, everybody, for listening, for downloading, subscribing. Uh, give us a follow at Piece of Business at GA WrestleNut at EPL and NFL. Uh, I've got some chores to do before I sit down before the European soccer this afternoon. Glenn's got some drinking to do before he sits down before the European <laughs> soccer this afternoon. Uh, so. <laughs> 
how, how, how many are you going to get in you before before kickoff? Not many, not many. Uh, been more consumed during because uh, I I got a new sofa yesterday in my room, my living room, because we recorded yesterday. It was sort of just thrown in, and uh, I've got chairs in the corner and all stuff all over the place. So I'm going to have a reorganisation before. Very good. To the football, so I won't be doing any drinking until all that's done. All right. Well, we will we will be watching that this afternoon, uh, hoping for the best for the UK boys and uh, bringing the Euro much. home. We'll see if it happens. We'll see if it happens. So until next time, Glenn, all that's left is for you to say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>